Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I hope you are having an amazing day. And if this is your first time listening, I want to thank you for taking a few moments out of your day to join me. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget that the new summer 2022 edition of the Sit Still My Daughter magazine is available for purchase either in digital or printed form. I have included the link in the show notes and encourage you to take a peek at the amazing content featured in this issue. I promise you will walk away encouraged no matter what season of life you're in. For today's episode, I wanted to share a few thoughts from Psalms 37. Some of you know that I decided to read through the entire book of Psalms this year. I wanted to take my time and really dig down into some of the verses tucked inside this book, and I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. I've been blessed and challenged and encouraged. Chapter 37 had several wonderful truths that I wanted to share with you, beginning with verses 3 through 5. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. These are probably among the most recognizable verses in Psalms and have been quoted numerous times in different situations, but especially to those who are waiting on something. And you know, when there is a verse that deals with the idea of waiting, I want to know more about it. And this chapter has several references to waiting and resting, which is another reason I wanted to unpack it with you today. Before the two famous verses of delighting and committing your way to the Lord, they are preceded by trusting in the Lord. And I want to pause here for just a moment. What does it mean to trust someone? The word itself is defined as firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Think about this for a moment. Ask yourself, where do you stand in this area? Do you really have a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of our God? If we were honest, we struggle in this area. As human beings, we don't like the idea of letting go of the steering wheel of our life. We feel safer if we are in the driver's seat. Several months ago, I was involved in a car accident. I was on my way to work. It was still dark outside. And as I was turning left with a clearly green arrow, another car ran the red light hitting me. It was only a few seconds, but I was so scared that I sat in my car trying to process what just happened to me. Thankfully, both myself and the driver of the other car were not hurt. Just a few minor bruises and several sore muscles. As these began to heal, I noticed something else began to manifest itself, and that was anxiety caused when I was driving. I could literally feel it rise inside of me when I had to drive in a busy area like the interstate, and especially at traffic intersections. But there was something else that happened. I noticed that it seemed to heighten when someone else was driving. It was like, even though I was scared to drive, it was easier to handle sometimes when I had control of the steering wheel and the brakes. Don't we do the same with God? We may be struggling to get through our day, but we think we will do a better job if we just keep control of the car instead of letting go and giving God full control. Here we are reminded of this foundational truth. Trust God 
And I find it interesting that it precedes the verses of delighting and committing. Think about that. How could we delight in the Lord if we don't first trust him? Trust is key to any relationship, especially with the Lord. And he has given us everything we need to trust him without question or doubt. Begin with trust. Letting go of your life and releasing full control to God, I believe we will find it easier to delight in him. And what does the word delight mean? I found this definition, which says a deliberate redirection of one's emotions. Let's dig a little deeper into that idea. Delight is an emotion that appears when we enjoy something. And what do you enjoy? What do you delight in? Is it the fleeting things of the world? Or do we truly delight in the Lord and who he is and what he has done for us? I read that we must withdraw our eager desires from the things of earth, fastening and fixing them on him instead. And I agree. We were made with the ability to delight in something, but the object is left to us. The one who delights in the world will discover that their life will be misdirected and meaningless, but the one who delights in the Lord will discover their purpose. What we delight in reveals where our heart is, and if it is on the things of this world, then we need to do some reevaluating. Notice that he will give us the desires of our heart, but it begins with a trusting heart that delights in who he is. Those who delight in the Lord will soon discover that their desires, their requests, will line up with his because we only want to please him. We will weed out the world's influence and be under the direction of the Holy Spirit instead. The word commit has a connection with trusting as it means to trust or entrust to someone else. We are to entrust our ways, our pathways of our life to the Lord. When we do this, we will receive the peace that the world cannot give because our lives are under the care of the one who made us, the one who only wants to do what is best for us. So no matter the season, whether it is dark or light, let go of your steering wheel, move past the car accident memories, and trust in the Lord. Now, it will not happen overnight, just like my accident. It will take time. But if you do it, little by little, you will find that your life will be so much better when you entrust your ways to the Lord. The next truth I want to share is from verse 7 that says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. When I read this verse before, I always had the idea of rest being another term for trust or believing that God has everything under control, which is true, but there is something that I missed, the context. The word Rest carries the idea of the rest of silence, ceasing from words of self-defense. This grabbed my attention really fast. Basically, it means that we will not speak to vindicate ourselves. We will trust in God to protect us. That's a powerful thought. How many times do we speak when we should have listened instead? We are quick to defend ourselves to those around us, and even to God. Think about Job. How many times did he defend himself to his friends? Chapter upon chapter. At one point, Job was defending his righteous position to God, and then God came down asking him 84 questions 
in a row, none of which Job was able to answer. And what did he say in the end? Listen to his words in Job chapter 42, verses 1 through 6. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not, things too wonderful for me which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Wherefore I abhor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. Job realized that he had nothing to say. He uttered words about things that he understood not. And in the end, he abhorred himself and repented in dust and ashes. My friend, we are often guilty of the same. We speak about things we don't understand because we're not God. We cannot see into the future. We don't know what is to come. Only God does. And he alone is capable of doing what is right for the here and now. It is up to us to trust him with everything including the wrongs that have been committed against us. Think about it like this. God is our defense attorney. Isn't that a wonderful thought? We don't have to defend ourselves. He is the righteous judge and he will right every wrong in his perfect timing. Our job is to seek his ways and follow after it. You know, there is great strength shown when we sit still, when we choose to trust the Lord and rest in his justice. It never fails and is always on time. Let's be women who know how to rest in the Lord, to cease from speaking words of self-defense and be an example to those around us of what it really means to trust God with every area of our life. In verses 9 and 34, we find our next nugget of truth. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. The term wait on the Lord is used twice. And in both instances, it means hoping for what God has promised will not ultimately be disappointed, although it may not appear to succeed in the short run. That was such an amazing and powerful definition that I want to read it again. Hoping for what God has promised will not ultimately be disappointed, although it may not appear to succeed In the short run, waiting on the Lord is never in vain. To learn to sit still and trust in God will never leave you disappointed or ashamed. The world may seem to be winning. Evil is running rampant everywhere we look. But the psalmist knew that their day would end. They would be cut off and we would witness their destruction. This means that we can have confidence in waiting on the Lord, that he will avenge the wrongs committed. To wait, however, requires that we let go, that we don't let what's happening around us consume our hearts and minds with worry and anxiety. Remember that to sit still, to wait, means releasing our life to God, trusting. There's that word again. It's amazing how much this comes up. Trusting in the character of God, just As many Bible characters did before us, Ruth waited to find out if she would marry Boaz or not. Moses told the nation of Israel to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord when Pharaoh's army was charging full force. Joseph waited for two full years in prison before the butler remembered to bring his name before Pharaoh. In each case, God did what was needed 
at the exact moment necessary. And he will do the same for us. We just have to wait on the Lord. I do want to bring in an additional verse from Psalms about this, and it is verse 1 from chapter 40 that says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. The word waited carries a similar idea as the verses in Psalms 37, but with something else added. In Hebrew, it would read, in waiting, I waited. The doubling of the word notes that this person waited diligently, earnestly, patiently, perseveringly until God should please to help him. Think about this. We can say we are waiting, but in what way? Are we impatiently waiting? You know what I mean. The time we waited in the grocery store, but were absolutely frustrated at how slow the cashier was or how many items the person had on the conveyor belt and who clearly didn't read that this was the express lane for people with 20 items or less, not 20 or more. Can you see where I'm going with this? We were waiting, but not patiently. In fact, we were anything but. There will be times when we are required to wait and wait and wait some more. David himself was a prime example of this principle, which is no surprise at all. God promised him that he would be king over Israel, not Saul. But that promise would not be fulfilled for many years. Did David sit around anxiously waiting for Saul's demise? Not at all. In fact, he did everything he could to help, refusing to kill him when it was within his power to do it twice. David waited on the Lord. He chose to flee from Saul's presence and live in the woods like a hunted man. He could have challenged Saul for the throne, claiming that God had chosen him over Saul, but he didn't. He waited. And during that season of waiting, he lived diligently, earnestly, patiently, perseveringly. Did you get it? He lived. Just because we are waiting on something doesn't mean that our life stops. We may be waiting on God to bring our soulmate to us or to grant us a child or a better job, but that does not mean we just sit in a chair. No, we go on with our day to day, doing our best to please him, to trust him with each today, delighting in who he is and committing our ways, our life to his care. Is this easy? No, it will be a challenge. But remember what I said earlier, it is our strength to sit still. It usually takes more strength and courage to sit still than it does to act. But when we do, the rewards are great because we made the choice to trust in God. And that is our theme for today's episode. We must choose to trust in God because it all is built on that. The determination to delight in him over the fleeting things the world has to offer. The decision to entrust our life's ways into his loving hands and the resolution to wait on the Lord with patience. That is what it is all about, my friend. Trust. May we be women who trust in the Lord with all our hearts, every fiber of our being, leaning not to our own understanding, but acknowledging him in all our ways so that he can direct our paths. This is how we find rest and have peace in our souls that the world cannot take away, a peace that enables us to face whatever storms come into our lives because we know the one who is in control. I love a quote I read one time that says, being a Christian doesn't mean we never face a storm, but it is the assurance that we are in a boat that cannot 
sink. The world needs to see women who have made the choice to trust the Lord because they need to witness the peace it brings, no matter how great a storm we face. And that is where we will end today's episode. I hope you have a wonderful day, my friends. Don't forget to spend time in the quiet place because it is there that our trust in the Lord is strengthened as we learn more and more about the one who loves us with an everlasting love.